Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. I welcome in Rue's long-lost drunk brother, our co-host, Gerard Barrera. Hello there, hello. I just want to say hello to all of my fellow nerds and my impeccable little Rue, Theo Wolski. Say hello hey, to now, I am not Rue. You cannot call me Rue at all. I need Newman to like attack you because you didn't even know Kanga and Rue from Winnie the Pooh, and you're wearing a freaking kangaroo onesie and you didn't know it. It I makes me so sad. Immediately using it against you. So <laughs> listeners, I'm gonna officially introduce our version of Tigger, Theobolski. Yes, thank you. Okay. I will totally take Tigger. <laughs> Tigger is my favorite. Exactly. That's why I went that route. Yeah, I double go her all the well, way. What's going on, nerds? What's going on, my boys? How's everything going? It's all right. We're trying to warm up a little because we got our first snow yesterday. Oh, man. Oh, I don't... darn. What, what, what was it? A quarter of an inch? Not even. <laughs> Last whole 30 minutes? No, it was it was snowing for two, three hours, but the ground was so warm, it just melted. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know how you feel, man. And everyone was, was scared to go out and drive in it. I'm like, dude, this is like nothing. Oh, man, it was big time. Uh, I think it was 65 degrees uh, yesterday. For all our listeners, let me just uh, share that I'm giving some practicing my sign language. <laughs> Jerry, uh, Matt, right now. I can can only work with the one finger on each hand, but I'm getting better. (laughs) I wasn't angry, but I was upset that I didn't have a hoodie or a jacket, but it wasn't a big deal. I still. Hey, Jerry, you had the beanie, didn't you? You had the beanie. Don't lie. Hey, Don't lie. You had the beanie. Do you need to borrow a hoodie? No, yes, I have he, plenty of my own. You can go ahead and keep it. He needs a crashing game night. Yes, he does. Yes, you do. <laughs> so let's let's get on into this, guys, because we had some listener comments. Uh-oh. Yay! <laughs> are you are you sure? Uh, get him, Newman. You sure? Get him, Newman. Let me see. to read these, because yep, I don't know what's in that bottle, but I'm assuming it's probably magic juice, judging by the way you're wearing a kangaroo onesie and sunglasses indoors. Yeah, getting cold. Well, need, need a little. <laughs> You know, need a little warmth. Need warmth. a little warmth and love. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me tell me you get love from a bottle. Do we need to talk? <laughs> uh, you, you Do we need an intervention? I, let's, just, let's just say I look forward to this day every week. It's my <laughs> no, no, it's it's iced, it's Arizona iced tea. It's literally. I have the cat. It, it's Arizona iced tea. <laughs> With about a third of it being vodka. Anyways. So now, so now we know if he's ever saying that he's drinking whiskey, it's just Arizona iced tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lunch. But, but uh, I, I'm, re- I'm ready. Let's let's listen. Uh, let's let's hear these. So comments. the uh, first comment was left on our website, actually, at oh. CrashingGameNight.com. Yeah. Uh, right on. By right. a listener. Uh who's been listening to us actually since the beginning, uh, Mr. Dewan Bishop. And he said, Scooter had me cracking up. As always, enjoyed the podcast. Looking forward to where you guys are going next. Episode 50 is just around the corner. I do agree. Waiting and allowing the bugs to be fixed should always be the process in lieu of releasing a game app, et cetera, too early. I would rather wait for it to come out on five versus four than add some, uh, 
then add some on to five. How crazy is that? I agree. We kind of talked about it a couple uh, weeks ago with Scooter. You missed it, Jerry. But I, we were unfortunately, about- I did miss that that uh, that episode, and I I I listened to it and I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I totally agreed with you guys and Scooter. Uh, also, being a fellow fan of Breakpoint of Ghost Recon Breakpoint, um, I have to say the same thing. It's I, I, you know, I would have been totally fine if they delayed it and like tightened it up. Just a little bit. Jerry? I'm okay. I'm totally okay. With why don't you just uh, Why don't you just be honest Apple and listen. hold on? Just be honest and and tell our listeners what you're really thinking about doing with that game. Oh, I'm totally on. Like, I'm. I don't even think I'm on the fence. I'm pretty close to just turning it in for credit. Mister, so excited about Breakpoint. I really was. I really was. And when, I, but I did give it a chance. I delved quite a bit in it. And I have to say there are a lot of things I do like, but it's very it's a little over tedious on some things for me. And like I kept having the same feeling like I I kind of want to play Wildlands. So I, I kept going back to Wildlands. So, I mean, that's why I kept it, because I did I, I didn't finish it. I knew I would because it was a good game. But, uh, yeah, man, the. It was just, I think they threw too much in and made it a little too tedious. And, uh, you know, I think they should have, they could have polished it up just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, it's just, it's one of those games. It's one of the, it's, it was rushed out. And I think uh, it had a lot of, a lot of expectations. Sounds a lot like uh, iPad OS and iOS 13. Oh, yeah. I don't even uh, know what that sound was supposed to be. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I think you kind of, uh, yeah, you hit it on the head there. It's, it's true. But for uh, on in my humble opinion, I think that we finally have a iPad OS. It's there's showing promise, and I think within time it's going to be where we want it to be. So next comment comes from our SoundCloud. Oh. Hope Jerry liked the letter, but like it was said, you cannot be prepared for me. The U.S. mail always delivers. (laughs) Oh. And and he followed it up with... God. (laughs) Video games let you experience things you normally wouldn't. For Jerry, it's showers. Oh! oh. oh. Somebody knows about your hygiene, Jerry. I take showers. What are you talking about? This baby ain't dirty. We just talked about you watching your character shower. I know it was. No, <laughs> literally, we just talked about that. Yeah, we we did last week. We were talking about death training and <laughs> yeah, anyways. And you ha- you really do have to shower in the game too. They they make a point to point it out. Yeah, they really. <laughs> Which we'll do. talk about uh, death training and our thoughts after playing it um, a little bit later because they encourage you uh, to poop and pee too. Yeah, Very they funny. do. We'll get to that. So let's talk movies. Totally down. Let's do it. 
in a one <laughs> Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog. Yeah, oh he finally God. looks like Sonic. He finally looks like Sonic. <laughs> yes. And oh my now, better. and now seeing him be realized as real Sonic, and them with him wearing his little bandana and actually having his logo right there on the bandana, which yeah. was a nice touch. I'm kind of, I kind of want to go see it now because <laughs> it doesn't look like oh, it's going to totally. be crap. I would totally want to go see. I it mean, now, I'm going to go see it. It, it. it looks fun. I mean. I'm more enticed to go see it now with with the actual Sonic in the movie, but uh, even but even for me beyond him looking like it looks like they redid a number of lines too because like what they had in the trailer sounded more like a Sonic type character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they've been working on it quite heavily, and on the redesign, I'm glad they did because the original Sonic looked terrible. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also I also hope it does do well because I'm an I'm a I'm an old Jim Carrey fan and I just want that guy to to get one for the Gipper you know I want him to get another good movie under his belt. I think him being Doctor Robotnik's gonna be a fun little choice. I think I think so too. Yeah. yeah. So one movie that isn't doing terribly well right now, um, Theo, and we'll. I want to get your opinion on this is Terminator Dark Fate, which opening week, it opened its weekend to 29 million two weeks ago. Then it had a 73% drop in revenue and only made $2 million uh, this past Friday. Now the movie costs 175 to roughly 185 million to make in order for it to meet, to make back that money. It is going to need to make 470 million worldwide just to break even. They've only made 135 million worldwide, and it's dropping off like 80 percent week over week now. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I mean, because you like, saw it. What did you think of it? Since you haven't I, I done a movie review about it, I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I saw it. I liked it. I definitely thought it was definitely better than the last two freaking salvation and genesis and it's not hard just, it was not hard to beat that but i mean like them the bringing Sarah, back, hold on the sarah connor chronicles was better than genesis and salvation yeah actually yeah i'd agree with that that this, the tv show was actually better than both of those movies uh <laughs> but i liked i liked dark fate i liked the the uh the homage paid to the gem that is judgment day and how they kind of spun things around with differences. Uh, there was a number of story timeline things that didn't really make much sense, especially in relations to salvation and Genesis. Um, a big one isn't really much of a spoiler, but uh, they kill off uh, John early on as young even though John is full grown in Genesis and Salvation. So well, that's because Genesis and Salvation no longer exist timeline wise. They are fully ignoring this, it. This, this is movie Terminator is literally 3. from from Terminator 2, like l- literally after Terminator 2. Uh, well, they're, yeah, I mean, they're ca- not counting Genesis and yeah, they're not counting Genesis and, yep. and Salvation at all. Which I think may be a contrib- primary contributor to why it's not doing so hot because everybody 
like mm-hmm. saw the other two and just like can't there's no way that they're doing any gonna get any better here's mm-hmm. here's the other thing i think that is maybe one of the reasons why and that is t2 belongs to my generation partially your generation right it doesn't <clears throat> belong to this generation they don't understand what t2 really is they probably didn't see t2 <laughs> Right. So they probably have no idea. They just they see this as probably Linda Hamilton, some old lady coming back with a grenade launcher and Arnold Schwarzenegger looking older than dirt in the movie. And they probably just aren't interested. Surprisingly enough, they did a good job with Schwarzenegger um, because they did better than. The makeup they did for Genesis, but he also still looked better. I think than he looks he absolutely. Did. He, he did. He, he did better. Great. Yeah, he looks better than like in Expendables and Escape Plan. Like he looks like he mm-hmm. younged up a little bit. But you know what I'm saying though is, is like kids these days they don't understand what Terminator really is. No, they definitely don't. And I, and and that's a good point because I mean with so many years since T2 because T2 was what 94 98. Maybe. And it was it was back then uh, like a movie, technologically a movie that was pushing advanced. forward. Yeah. And advanced, but pushing forward at that time, everyone was like, oh, my God, the the makeup, the the, you know, the CGI with the, the T-1000, you know, everyone. No one saw that type of stuff other than from James Cameron back then. And, and you know, we, it wasn't a regular thing. Like getting CGI like it is today. So Theo, ninety one is when T two came out. Oh dang! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so oh my god! That's when a, lot of, s- a lot of that new that's generation right now. Twenty eight years. More. That's like two, almost me, two generations. Let me yeah. rephrase my previous comment. It belongs to my generation and Jerry's generation. Theo's generation. Yeah, that doesn't even count as my generation. I was three years old. I was still sucking my thumb. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, either way, I still highly recommend Dark Fate, especially if you're a fan of the original Terminators. If you haven't seen Salvation and Genesis, good. <laughs> it will ruin your experience for the movie. And I think that you look at those movies, right? And that whole genre, you had aliens at the same time, right? And I think that may be why Prometheus does hasn't done so well, is because nobody, this generation doesn't understand aliens right yeah they true. don't understand what once, once again Ridley another Scott movie and that like James pushed Cameron. the boundary yeah and was the first of its kind again too really yeah like not not the first of its kind but but redefined that genre it did for for a new generation and, and at the same had, time like but at the same time like prometheus and um aliens covenant like both of them were not at the same level of thriller as I would see in any of the other aliens. Like no, the, alien, but Cove, but the, the bar was set Covenant low. Did better than Prometheus. Yeah. Covenant did better than Prometheus. Yeah. Uh, but still like it compared to the original aliens was still way low on the scare factor or the thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was still all about this sci-fi aspect more than a horror. And I, mean, I like the yeah. horror aspect, the aliens alien resurrection was scarier. And we know how good that movie was. Mm, I don't know about that. I kind of feel like Prometheus and the the in Covenant were scarier than 
Resurrection. Mm, no. Resurrection I mean, was just a. I mean, it was scarier than action Aliens versus Predators Requiem. Hey now. Yeah. Hey now, that was such a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, Don't even try to defend movie. that shit. Yeah, what? <laughs> it's horrible. Good. None of that. Hey, I, I, I kind of like the fun. first AVP. AVP like was fun. If you go into it expecting it just to be just a campy movie that just tries to bring them together, it's fine. If you go in as a diehard Alien and Predator fan, it's gonna suck. It is, and it did, <laughs> but. It was enjoyable. Predators was fun. Predators was good. That was like that, that homage one, to the Robin original Rodriguez Predator. movie. That yeah. one gave me hope that we were finally going to get like a decent franchise because I could see that happening. I could see that movie like the first movie is the first like the first group you see getting thrown into that island, and then the survivors like try and get off the island by doing the same thing, stealing a, a ship, but. Right. I mean, I was actually I was really happy to see Adrian Brody's getting work. Cool. It wasn't that bad of a movie. Okay, again, Predator is our generation, Jerry. True. And, but and that's the thing. I thought is, that was a good homage because they weren't trying to reboot it. They weren't trying to. It was something different. Oh, it With was. Predators, you didn't even need to know the original Predator, which was. Like, yeah, it still like had that same kind of feel that. That's why I was kind of OK with it. I think for me, though, I look at it, though, is that the reason they're not resonating as much is because the concept is still rooted so much in the eighties oh, and yeah, the early nineties. The, the, um, the, these generations haven't grown up with those movies. Like we have, like they're right. growing up with movies that are like Medea high school musical. Uh, the, you know, they're classics for them are growing up with Medea. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh my God! Do whole, not. Dude, please a whole do couple not generations are growing Medea up with Medea. At, please do not use Medea as an example of something to grow up with ever again. Please but don't. But it's true. Such a horrible though. franchise. The worst. <laughs> like, if anything, say they grew up with Twilight and Harry Potter or anything. Yeah, Harry don't Potter. Say yeah, Medea. Yeah, I'm just saying it's out there though, and people grew up with it. It's oh my true. God. I mean, they are growing up. In a time that has glittering vampires versus the true legit vampires that Bram, they go out in the sun, it's original Rexha Crispy, you know? Yeah. Like, people are growing, they're growing up with different movies. And, like, the, mm-hmm. the reason we appreciate those ones is because, to me, I, I honestly feel like we've gotten the, the gold standard of, like, cinematic movies. You know, we grew up with Spielberg. Lucas. Uh, well, and I think to Scorsese. Like, speaking of James Scorsese, Cameron. right? Scorsese came out and was like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not cinema. See, I kind of, I understand. No, I, really I understand where he's coming from. I understand is, where he's coming from, too, because one, the the comic book movie is oversaturating on, on many yes. levels. Um, they are pretty much like straight up action movies, although some of them I would contend to be more than that um but on the on the flip side i honestly feel like it's it's at the point where it's becoming its own genre and that's something that we have to get used to a lot of people aren't used to that now right now to to his point though i think too is is that a lot of the movies nowadays with this generation right everyone is so buried in their phones all the time is they have to have something flashy to catch them and kind of keep them glued to the screen 
But I still think, though, you can still have a comic book movie and still have cinema because the Joker, which was a fantastic movie, and I think Joaquin Phoenix deserves the nomination for best actor. It is the most profitable comic book movie ever made because uh, it had such a low budget and it made so much money. But what's your point? I just think that Scorsese, I think he's right in some points is that they, you know, we just I don't totally have, agree, but, but we don't have a cinema. You're anymore. also bringing up one movie that, Oh, that is a comic book movie, but it was, but it, it was, it was not following the same. One of those like gems that, yeah, it's kind of one of those rare things that, like, eventually, like, a sci-fi movie, like Star Wars, breaks the mold and becomes this whole big thing where other sci-fi movies are just sci-fi movies. Like, you're going to have a gem there. But uh, he is saying that comic book movies them- themselves are not cinematic and not cinema. That's where I disagree. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, it, it, I, it kind of is still like it depends on how you interpret it. Like for me, I would totally agree that the Marvel movies specifically, the Marvel fran- Cinematic Universe is not cinema primarily because it was practically already written. I would view true cinema as completely visually innovative and story innovative. It, it, original, completely original content. I mean, you can have, like, you feed off of something to have, like, a stroke of an idea, like Joker. Like, we're talking about Joker. Like, that that definitely was not a true, like, comic book, comic book movie. It's nope. a movie about a comic book character. Mm-hmm. That's it. Honestly, and to Jerry's point, though, I don't think we're going to get something original anymore. Because all I mean, Hollywood wants to do I, is just reboot I think, everything. I think what uh, going back to what Scorsese's saying, I think it's going to get harder for us to get a casino, a Goodfellas, yep. um, a Godfather, you know, a, a Godfather, an original type of movie like that in any scale, because we are getting convoluted and and wanting more of just flash. As much as I'm a huge Marvel fan and I love the whole universe and all the movies. Um, I do get where he's coming from, but I still think no matter what, as a filmmaker and as someone who goes to the cinema, I still think that Marvel movies are part of cinema. They still have, they, they, some of those movies still have an effect that uh, like the same kind of effect and feeling that I would have gotten from a scene from Godfather. You know, I, it's okay. still possible like that. That's where it's a tricky line. It, it really is a, like kind of a double edged kind thing of mean, with, like when he teared up with Iron Man snapping his fingers. Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Or to be quite honest, I got huge chills when I saw the women of Marvel get together and storm on the battle. Or like you got Scarlet Witch. Scene. You got Scarlet Witch going toe to toe with Thanos. You know? So in your book, it's kind of more cine- cinematic is more what you feel out of the the story in the movie than anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you're, you're still getting that kind of same reaction from the movie and what it's supposed to be intended, it's still cinema. Now, do I feel like it's an oversaturation of a certain genre? Yes, absolutely. 
Uh, do I think it's going to be harder for us to get movies like what Scorsese makes and Tarantino and um, all these other great uh, directors? Yes, I think it is going to be harder because more and more people and more and more younger generation want the flash, want the explosions, want blockbusters. And I remember I remember a time when we were getting a whole lot of different genres of movies for a year, for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then like blockbusters were meant – to only come out in Christmas and and yeah. uh, summer. Now it's mm-hmm. it's any time. Like now because we have so many Marvel movies and DC movies coming out because they're creating their own universes. They mm-hmm. can't just stick with summer and and December. They're no. coming out all year. Because there used to be summer blockbuster stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now the now the summer blockbuster is kind of dead. It's like, really like this year. So, summer summer movies was very lackluster this year. Yeah, because all of them are coming mm-hmm. out the rest of the year because they need to. They have so many they need to put out. I feel I like go to the movie of, theater as much this year as I did last year. Either. Yeah. I, um, I feel like most of the really good movies have just recently been coming out, like start of October and maybe I, I kind of September. I, I and totally like agree. Now, and like I, every I feel like they're harder to movie. find. Mm-hmm. Like b- the one movie I am seriously, uh, actually, I think I'm just gonna buy it. Is um, uh, uh, paperback peanut butter or the the Shia LaBeouf peanut butter movie? Falcon peanut butter Falcon yes peanut butter Falcon? Really that looks so that. amazing I yeah. haven't seen it but it, it looks, looks like so a really good movie semi autobiographical yeah 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 and and, it, and, it and definitely so Honey Boy too another another Shia LaBeouf movie but that looks so, like yeah. very personal so speaking of Marvel but, I mean there, but there's been a lot of good movies coming out like I've mm-hmm. been seeing movies like a, a gr- highly highly recommend especially if you haven't seen the original or anything is midway midway was oh wow, okay that's been fantastic however i wouldn't know it's that great because you haven't written a movie review about it yet you're welcome so i just told you to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> so i summed up the entire review in two words effing fantastic boom Boom. <laughs> so let's let's talk about something like that on a mic drop is and Marvel. Did you guys see the day one numbers for Disney Plus yet? No, but I did see no. the article about it crashing within the oh. first few hours. Oh, yeah. Dude, it was, was crashing expected, minute one. But ten million subscribers on day one. Well, I mean, a lot of those were pre. I mean, I I yeah. subscribed months before it Re- launched. Regardless, though, ten million people were yeah, subscribers. Yeah, Starting day one. That's nuts. Especially since it's like, what is it, $5 a month normally? Six, six dollars? Bucks. Six bucks. So they just made $6 million within seconds. <laughs> Minimum. 60 million. Minimum. 60 million, not six. Oh. 60. Oh, sorry, 60. If, we know you can't math. Can okay. we, we, know, <laughs> we know I'm the, the, the Asian can't math. <laughs> so speaking of mathing, uh, let's talk about the Fortnite player who, you know, couldn't math and realized his fortune was worth more than getting busted cheating <laughs> um, so epic games has permanently banned a streamer and player by the name of uh phase jarvis and he got caught on live stream during a public match using an auto aim bot did you say phase jarvis f-a-z-e wait and then is he associated with phase the team Yes, he is. He's the. Oh my brother. god, that's so bad. 
Yeah, to the point where he had a fourteen million dollar mansion, and he's got to he has to basically leave it now because he can't afford it. Oh my god, I can't believe! Oh no, he has to leave his mansion. A huge name in esports as a team in general. A member freaking gets caught cheating. Oh my! And he is permanently banned from Fortnite. Well, good for him because we don't need cheaters on esports. Yeah, and it was literally. He was headshotting people left and right on the public match. And he got caught. Epic Games was able to find the aimbot code or whatever it was. Damn. And what's sad is, is like how impressionable kids are nowadays that the, they're streaming this stuff, watching these games going, OK, cool, I want to be that. These guys are making all this money and they're doing it just cheating. And I think that that sets a bad example. It's like that. Hey, we're going to keep cheating until we get caught. But that is society now. And he made like $8 million so far this year. Wow. Three of it was in prize money from tournaments. And five of it was in sponsorships. Damn. I mean, at least, at least like at least whatever money he made in tournaments theoretically should have been legit. Because, I mean, you're not you're using their equipment mm-hmm. provided yeah. by the tournament to do in the first place. He, I just I don't understand why like why take that chance, man. He swears that he never used it in comp- in competition, which still doesn't. I'm sorry, doesn't but excuse him though. It doesn't excuse got, him. So you basically aren't good enough in a public match that you got to use an auto aimbot. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's it, it's more than that though. It's more than that. It really is. If you're not really looking at the whole picture, the whole picture is you. He's thinking about when he's streaming. If you're streaming and you're sucking, you you lose views. If you're streaming yep. and looking good and, you know, you're getting more and more. Or if you like, oh, I'm going to get this guy so good. Boom, get him. You know, so that's the whole. I don't know if I agree with the the statement that, like, if you're not doing good, you'll lose viewers. Oh, absolutely. It is. Ninja's uh, even said as much. That primarily, you... primarily with streamers, it's all about what they provide to their stream not necessarily just gameplay like if they're entertaining on their stream they're going to get views no, yeah but but also i think it, like that plays a factor though and i think that's just one of the factors he did not want to uh worry about and w- worry more about his performance and or interacting with you know being social with his fans yeah either way he was being lazy no yeah totally totally that's what i'm saying but i'm just saying that is one of the fact like that is i think it's the bigger reason of him just not wanting to really try as he's streaming like i think he just wants it to be one part of it to be easy so he's paying more attention to his fans to make his job easier but you know that's not how you go about it now speaking of lazy google stadia is already breaking some promises and it launches on the 19th Oh, really? So what are they saying? So let's start off with what they are going to do, which is they're going to launch with 12 games on the 19th. So next week, I forget. Wasn't the original promise like 50 plus games or something? Some. Yeah. So something let's like do the rundown. This is what Google Stadia subscribers have to look forward to. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. A Google City exclusive game called Guilt. Just Dance 2020. Yay. A a game called Kine. Mortal Kombat 11. Okay. 
Samurai Showdown, okay. Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, this is a good one. The mm-hmm. Tomb Raider trilogy. So the original or uh, Rise and Shadow. That's cool. Now they are getting the Destiny 2 collection, but the only way you can get that is if you sign up for their Stadia Pro membership. You know, what? Really? Yeah. Yep. Gross. Now, here's what's due by the end of the year, which is another 14 games. Okay. Attack on Titan 2, Borderlands Wait, 3. There's, like, there's a game Attack on Titan? Yes, it is. Yeah. There's uh, a one in it, too. They're, Jap- they're Japanese. The, the anime. Yes. Yeah. The anime show Attack on Titan. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're apparently, uh, they're very, they were very successful, too. Yeah. Well, it's because Attack on Titan has a huge uprising. Huge following. Yeah. So, lots of people love that show. So Borderlands 3. Okay. Darksiders Genesis, which I know if Jason were here, he'd kind of say how it wasn't really mm, yeah. Darksiders. Because Ge- yeah. Genesis was the... The, the um, PC. It was the, it top, was the down. top down view, yep. yeah. Yeah. He and I tried it out at E3. They're doing Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. <laughs> okay. Farming yeah. Simulator 19. What What is with people farming simulators? I don't understand. Like, like you're gonna get one thing to have a true farming simulator, and then you got things that you talk to me about that you love is Animal Crossing. I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm not gonna understand. (laughs) (laughs) You will in March when you play it. Not gonna play it. (laughs) Final Fantasy 15. Eh. Football Manager 2020. Wait, what? What manager? Like. Like you're the manager like of a, a simulator game. GM. You were a GM of a you're football a GM? team. GM? Yes. Oh my! What? They're getting that, that bores me already. I sure. They're I sure getting, hope they uh, put Tom Brady in that. Yeah. Hold on. It gets <laughs> it gets better on some of this stuff. So, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, getting, good thing you're taking it back. You, you yeah. can just get it on stadium. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're getting Grid, which is a racing game, and they are getting a 40-player ex- uh, racer exclusive mod or a mode for it. Um, they're getting Metro Exodus. Okay. okay. Ra- or, uh, they're I getting like Rage the 2. Metros, um, mm-hmm. Rage 2? Okay. Rage 2. They're getting NBA 2K20. They're getting Wolfenstein Youngblood mm. and Trials Rising. Out of that, that is the that is a terrible launch lineup overall. That lineup is so boring. That just so made I'm, me the one name that like really stands out to me that I'm confused by, especially since I don't think I've seen anything listed for Stadia's equipment, is how are you doing Just Dance? I don't know. What is the movement oh. equipment that goes with Stadia? If it's well, supposed Stadia is supposed to be it's pretty, pretty much just an, it. just an app. Yeah, but I mean, like, what's the motion? I don't know. You need, you need a camera. But they know that's the whole point. There's no camera for it. Yeah, there's oh, like nothing. Stadia is controller based. Stadia can move between TV to TV. Yeah, and Stadia so is primarily yeah. supposed to be just an app, like a, just a subscription app and service. So that's what I don't get. <laughs> I don't know. But what's even now? Here's where some of the promise breaking happens too, is because they promise some legacy titles that are not included at all, and that's the Crew Two, Destroy All Humans. The 2016 version <laughs> of Doom, Elder Scrolls Online, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, wow. a game called Super Hot, and Windjammers 2. <laughs> well, Super Hot is actually pretty good. 
Super have hot. you never heard of Super Hot? No. No. Super Hot's really good. So it's like a first person um shooter puzzle game that you ba- it's you almost um pull like a matrix. You pull a Neo and you're trying to kill all your opponents at once. And you're trying to do ricochets, you're dodging and everything. It's actually yeah, a pretty cool game. It's oh, a pretty okay. cool game. Now, here's the other thing is what's missing from all this is Capcom and EA as well. Mm. Oh yeah, what happened? So no Resident Evil. No Madden. Was there originally supposed no to be Resident Evil 7 on there? I don't know. At this point, who knows what Stadia is going to have because they're now they're claiming, oh, well, we told everybody it would be within its launch window, which to them is a couple of months. So they're probably gonna anybody can say it. The, yeah. Anybody can say a launch window is the first year that it was launched. <laughs> yeah. Or first few months or whatever. So, um, now let's talk about let's talk about some celebratory news because of we mentioned esports. Uh, a certain game turned fifteen last week that meant a lot for esports, and that's Halo Two. Halo Two. Uh... And it just makes me feel old again because we were talking about different generations. How like Terminator 2 is basically two generations. Halo 2 is now officially one generation. Yeah. I feel now. Uh, that's depressing. I feel old. Yeah, yeah. I'll, ne- I'll never forget that Christmas when I got my Xbox and I and it came with Halo 1. It was, you had the original was the Xbox? Yeah. Jerry, okay. you should remember this. Come on, Jerry. You had Halo 1. It's going up on the Covenant ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I was going to say, it just sounds like you're playing a song from, like, Stomp right now. <laughs> Let it breathe. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's right. I remember this now. That's so cool. I mean, I, that's the thing is, like, for me... Of course you have the sound check, you nerd. <laughs> I <yes>. love it. <laughs> not only do... to the guy that downloads scores for not only video games, but also movies. Yes. So. That's true. But <laughs> that is your thing. and that That is awesome. I mean, I have some from Halo, Halo 3, the remasters when they redid the scores with the 60-piece orchestra. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is like for me, though, like when I look at favorite franchises, Halo still is up there, though. I, I love the Halo franchise. I just mm-hmm. wish that Microsoft had more on the Xbox than just Halo and Forza mm-hmm. and Gears. I'm not a Gears fan. I've oh, tried I am. It. I just. Oh, that was I loved the Gears of War franchise. I really, I honestly really do miss it, and I wish I played the last two games, but I just, yeah, I haven't. I mean, honestly, it would require having an Xbox to do that. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. And for me, I think one of the, the the deterrents from Microsoft is just that there wasn't enough franchises to keep me on the, on the console. And I will always be PlayStation, you know? Xbox would have been fun to have maybe as a tertiary system behind my switch. Mm-hmm. Um, AKA paperweight. No, I would play. Oh, I would 
if we're talking racing games, I will play the crap out of Forza. Mm. I love Forza. It yeah, I is, know you like Forza more than Gran Turismo. I like it's better than Gran Turismo. It's better than Drive Club. It is to me Forza is the is the racer. Sure. Turn ten did an amazing job with it. So for me, it is you know it is a it is a great great franchise. Halo has meant a lot though when it comes to esports though. And honestly, if it wasn't for Halo, we wouldn't have Destiny. To a certain extent, yes. Mm-hmm. Because it took the took the creators of uh, Bungie to be kicked off of three four three industries. No, no, no. So what it was is is that Bungie went to Microsoft and said we want to start a new IP. Microsoft said no, you're going to work on Halo. So Bungie said we would like to just be you know be let go to go do our own thing. But no, if but you look at some of no, the character it, designs. No, they were working on that, but Bungie didn't exist at the time. They left Microsoft no, Bungie, in 343. No, Bungie yes, has yes. Bungie yes. has been around from, from Halo 1. No. Bungie did Marathon Man originally. Hey. Yeah. Bungie is the originators, man, for, for Halo. Yes. They've been since day one. You say so. Yes. Check it out. You said, are you sure it's not three four three? I've always known Halo to be three four three. No, it was nope. Bungie, bro. Mm. Bungie were the ones that came and came up with it. They were the originators. Check out the logo, bottom right hand side. Okay, gotcha. And when you look at the designs on Destiny on some of the characters, they match up to the Covenant species. Well, I mean, I'm not denying that there's a lot of Halo in on with Destiny. I'm not going to deny yeah. that. I almost think that Destiny might have been a Halo successor. Uh, yeah. And that, you know, everybody within the Destiny universe, the Hunters, the Warlocks, Warlocks and all that are just descendants of the Spartans. Yeah, pretty much. Because the gear looks a lot alike. Yeah, it does. The mechanic, the gun mechanics. So... Yeah, I Bungie has done meant a lot to the first person shooter genre to begin with. And what they did with Halo 2, getting esports and PvP up and running, you started having Xbox Live with it. Mm. So to me, I think it was Halo 2 turning 15, it's huge. I mean, because I mean, it's I can't believe it's been 15 years since Halo 2 even came out. Yeah, that really makes me feel old too. Yeah. Heck, I remember playing the original Halo when that thing came out with the big anchor controllers. Oh, yeah, the originators? Who who thought that controller was a good idea? Dude, the, and the, do you remember when when they first unveiled the, uh, the first Xbox and then showing the controller? Everyone was like, no, 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 no. But they were like, yes, it's so ergonomically, you know, the size it's going to make you feel, you know, your hands are going to not feel tired. You know, it's going to feel super comfortable. Nope. It was not. No. So that way, when the second they came out with the S, the S type, I was all over that. <laughs> Training <laughs> my anchor yeah. got the S. Um, and then it became, then I think when they redesigned the original Xbox, they, uh, I don't know. They didn't redesign it when they repackaged it. Yep. It came with the mm-hmm. the other the other controllers. Yep. So let's talk about uh, some PlayStation news. So Herman Holst, the head of Gorilla, is no longer the head of Gorilla. 
Oh no! But wait, there is better news. What is it? He is now. He is now the head of Worldwide Studios for PlayStation. Oh, this is amazing. Which, uh, that means he'll be over Insomniac, Naughty Dog, Sony Santa Monica, San Diego Studios, Gorilla. That's just to name a few. They have 14 first party studios. Yup. And in that, Shuhei Yoshida is now going to move into a new role that is designed to look after and nurture external, smaller, independent studios. And I can think of nobody better but than Shuhei to take on that role because he's done an amazing job with all the studios and nurturing those along. I would I would love to see some more better indie games coming out. Yeah. Because I think, honestly, if Sony forsakes the indie developers and only goes after AAA for PS5, I think that'll be the one of the nails in the, the PS5's coffin because you can't rely just on AAA titles all the time. You've got to have some of the other stuff because people don't always want to play AAA. You have to take and those chances, see, and you also you, you have just you have to create something different and new, and exactly. you know, stretch those those creative, you know, you know those creative muscles and and try and to give us something even, new. And I feel like a lot of the indies, like they they just aren't given the opportunity that they need because, like, it, I exactly. I usually feel like. Like still companies are all about money. It's like, yes, that's business. You you need to be making money. But at the same time, like a lot of indies that don't do that well inspire at the same time, like really get creative juices going to like collaborate and make something better. I mean, look yeah. at Hugh. Yeah. Hugh was such an amazing game. Mm-hmm. And it was so simple, but so much fun. Yeah. If, so- if anybody listening hasn't Played Hugh Reed Matt's review on it on our website and just download it from the Nintendo Store for your Switch. It's such a fun game. It's or on even, PS4. I, yeah, it's, it's on, on PS4. Yeah, and it is uh, Vita compatible. It's on Steam too, isn't it? Isn't it on Steam yeah. too? I think. Uh, I yes. So yeah, it's such a simple game and so much fun. So a game that I know Jerry and I are playing, which we'll give our ideas here in a second. Uh, Death Stranding launched with three thousand negative reviews. Be, from but when? But Honestly, a lot of those reviews were left before the game even came out. Okay. A lot of them call for Hideo being egotistical and that it looked like a, a UPS simulator. So I don't, honestly, I don't get how that makes me egotistical, though. Honestly, I think some of them are are correct, you know, because it is for a certain type of gamer, right? Because... Honestly, not a lot of people are going to be enjoying going from point A to point B to deliver a package. Now, along with that piece, though, I think everybody's missing out on what the game really is about. And that is very much the social commentary that we talked about last week and bringing the world back together. Um, So because the game just came out and I know some of our listeners are still playing it or have yet to pick it up and they plan on playing it. So Jerry, let's give our impressions, but spoiler free, because I know you're actually a little bit further in the game than I am. Um, um, Cause I've been just messing around and just doing deliveries, which I should probably advance the story a little bit further because I just ran out of, or went through my first pair of boots. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, so real quick before you get mm-hmm. too far into your impressions, I just have one generic question 
Okay. That I, uh, so do you feel with what you've played so far, it's kind of like that's contributing to the negative reviews is that it's kind of a game that you really need to invest in and it doesn't have that instant gratification where like a lot of this generation is really wanting, especially mm-hmm. people that put in reviews because they're trying to be like the first person to review the damn thing. Yeah, there is. I can tell you right now, there is no instant gratification right from the get go per se, because there's a lot of setting up part of the world, doing your first couple of things. Um, and it is story driven. And that's, I mean, for me, you guys know the types of games I play that are my favorite franchises. They're more the story driven instead of just instant draft Low gratification. Price. I mean, Horizon, Uncharted's The Order, you know, even God of War. That's more story driven than instant gratification. Um, I mean, I mean, it's pretty instant gratification with chopping people in half. Okay, if you want to go that far, but I mean, it's more <laughs> story driven. The story and, as a whole, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I and I think that without that is people are gonna are not gonna like it. I mean, it is you're either gonna like it, or you're gonna hate it. I mean, I don't think there is any real gray area with it. And some of the things I worried about, right? Like just if it would be monotonous, the taking care of the hygiene, right? Like taking the shower, going to the bathroom, um, which I got to say, if you if you're out in the wild and you you need to just pee, it is hilarious having the BB laughing as you're peeing on the yeah. grass and creating mushrooms. <laughs> kind of hilarious. Um, That's pretty cool. One of the biggest aspects I love about the game is the social interaction because it's asynchronous and how everything works is fantastic. I'll be coming along up to a river and someone's already laid a ladder down. Yeah. So I can just walk across it like a little mini bridge and it helps me. Um, also people have put up signs where there's BT territory, where there's mule territory to kind of make sure you're aware. Here's danger. It's been I'm super, little, it's super helpful. I'm a yeah. little conflicted on that though. So, cause like, I, like granted I haven't experienced it myself, but I feel like that takes away from enjoyment from other players. So like if, if you're somebody that is a casual player and is late to the game, most of the game's already played for you. It's, it, it takes away the difficulty. In my playthrough, I don't know about Jerry's, but I came across a sign and I tore it down because it mismarked the area. <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. It was dangerous beyond all heck in that area because not only was there mules, there was BTs. Oh, so there's room for people to screw with you. Yes, yeah. there is. I, I don't. I don't. I like. I I like that there's something innovative for sure that like that's definitely an interesting concept i i still am just a little skeptical because i i do feel that it kind of takes away from people's enjoyment if you're if you're late to the game if you're late to the game i think it Mm -hmm. it 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 takes away like because otherwise you're putting pressure on a player to be all like in with everybody else it's like everybody's loading it up and i need to be playing right now but it doesn't it doesn't saturate things. And that's the thing is it's like, you're not seeing all the, the millions of players that have played it already, all of their stuff. It's, 
it's a it strikes a very very good balance between what it's put in the world for you and what it hasn't yeah and in some cases if you see a ladder on the side of a mountain up by the uh, incinerator i apologize to everyone that tries to use that ladder because i try to be smart and use a ladder to go up the side of the mountain and I laid it down in a spot where you have to try and jump off the ladder to get to a ledge. And you miss and you can't you can't land without falling down, sliding down the mountain. So don't worry, listeners. Know. His apology is not sincere. He did it on purpose just no, to mess with you. Because <laughs> I damaged my gear or my deliveries 25% with two falls. Oh, so, whoa. Yeah. So, no, I did not do it on purpose. Um, But that being said, um, I can see where it could be boring for people. For me, I'm getting lost in the deliveries and the challenge of trying to map through the routes over the mountain. Do I go through the mountains? Do I go up and over them? You know, trying to go around the mule territory, the BT territory, the time fall storms. And I'm getting lost in it. And like by the time I complete the mission, I'm like, oh, crap, it's already been 40 minutes. Jerry, I mean, how are you feeling about it so far? Uh, Everything that you just explained is what I find fun about the game. The traversing the uh, yeah, the taking the equipment, but it's also uh, planning out your route and also really looking at your map and planning it out like, okay, this looks like it might be BT. Um, it, might, it might be a BT area. I'm going to go around that just to check and or like to go on the outskirts of that. And then that's obviously going to be a mule area. You know, I think I'm going to draw my stuff, take them out. You, you know, you can really plan out your route, but also you're not sure until you actually get out there. And that's what I, I really enjoy about the game. And also the social aspect is what Kojima was hoping would happen with the game was everyone kind of banding together and like helping people out. If, if they looked like it truly needed it or, you know, if you just wanted to like help someone out, like, yeah, showing a sign, if this truly is a BT area, which for the most part I have experienced, all of the signs have been really helpful. Um, and, you know, you're throwing out likes because, like, the most likes you throw out there helps you uh, upgrade your status as a porter, which means if you upgrade your status as a porter even more, you know, you can hold more weight. You can balance easier. It's just a, it's really is meant for everyone to kind of, like, help each other out. And I think even if you started the game now being a little late, I still think I still think it's quite an experience and quite like quite a game. But in saying that, it is a niche game where you yes. do need to have some patience. Yes. And uh, it is for certain gamers. I will I, I think I should say that it is for certain gamers that can handle this type of game because it's not like an action adventure go ahead a question that may or may not apply to other games but certainly kind of applies to me so do you feel that death stranding as a whole is really kind of one of those games that you really 
need to at least invest like a half an hour to 45 minutes to really feel like you accomplished something? Or is it more one of those that you like really for a casual player, like loads it up for 10 minutes, accomplishes something and can kind of choose to move on or get lost in in doing something else. It's kind of hard to, to specify that because I've spent 30 minutes on just one delivery, but after that one delivery, I'm good. Like, okay, I'll go to something else or I'm going to watch a movie and then go back to it. Like the deliveries itself are already a challenge. So even if it is an easy one or if it's like somewhat like if it's at the, the place you started in the game on the map to where you are, it's still kind of a long trek. So no matter what like deliveries you're doing, um, it's still um, it's still rewardable in completing it. So if even if it took me like 20 minutes, 20 or 25 minutes to do it, I'll still like, do I feel like doing another one? No, I'm good. I'll come back to it. I think so, but you still have to be prepared to be spending you, you at least do, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, you do kind of have to, because the trek, the, if you don't have a vehicle, if you're walking, like, yeah, you, like, you're going to have to spend at least 20 minutes if you want to do like reward, a quick thing. Is the reward worth the effort though? Yes. Yeah, actually, like the completest in me is like at least I got that uh, that delivery done, but I have like four more. Mm. And then when you get more delved into the game, when you like wherever you stop, there could be orders that are right on the way to other ports that mm-hmm. you've already unlocked, and it's a much easier. It's kind of easier, so I'll just I'll take the three deliveries, you know, walk my normal trek to where I know it's like safe deliver the deliveries and then, uh, you know, rank myself up. So, I mean, okay. there, there are that, but there are certain deliveries where it's going to be, you aren't going to know what to expect. Yes. Um, you can't take a vehicle absolutely. because the terrain is absolutely impossible where, okay. uh, rope Hence and my ladder <laughs> where rope yeah. and ladders do actually come into effect. Yeah. And, uh, no matter what, I think, th- I think you're right in a way of like, you don't want people ruining the game by already playing it. So if you start late, but technically, even if you start late, people aren't going the route that you are going. So technically you might not find what people left out and you're going a whole new route on your own. Cause that's how vast it kind of is the whole, the whole area. So, um, but it's actually really nice. Like when I was on a delivery, I was like, I don't think like, I really don't want to use my last ladder, but I found someone left a rope and I was like, sweet. And it helped Mm -hmm. me get to where I wanted to go. So it's for me, it's a completely different game and it's a whole new experience and I'm really enjoying it. But going into it, I knew I would, I was like, I'm going to have to show some patience. If I fail, I know I'm going to just want to try again just take it one step at a time, and stride by stride. To that point, I'm going into it like if I come across a rope or a ladder or anything like that, you know, the world's been decimated, you know, and yeah. everybody's starting to just live in these little tiny cities and stuff. So I look at it as, hey, you know what? Somebody thought this was a cool idea at one point in time in their life, and I'm going to benefit from it. And I make right. sure to give that person a like <laughs> when I come across something like that, that that's helping me. And I'll, you know, when I'm doing things too, I'll kind of do 
the return in that, hey, if I find a spot that I need to drop a rope on that's going to benefit me, I'll make sure to leave it up, too, because then somebody else could yeah. be coming along and they need a rope because there are missions that are timed later okay. in the game. So, so, so having like when, some of this stuff when, already out there is going to be beneficial. So like when you're doing missions, are you in a way stuck until you complete it? Like, is there a way to progress through your mission and stop midway or something like that? Or are you stuck with oh, like, well, yeah. Oh, I didn't finish it. I have to start over again. No, 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 depend, no depending on the delivery, but if it's a timed delivery, like, uh, like Matt said, those you want to get done as fast as you can because the, the, the sooner you yeah the rewards are better the sooner you get it in and the less damage it takes. Mm, okay. But if I say if I took a delivery from my home base and went to a secondary base and then took a delivery from that place, I could take those two but still uh, head to the same location or different locations and just take my time on it. Okay. Yeah, but. I mean, in in saying that, you do have to worry about the weight, the kilograms, and the distribution of the weight uh, on your character. So that's another aspect to it too. Mm-hmm. And if you hit if you hit your limit, yeah, you are like bogged down and you barely move anywhere because yeah. it's like in real life. So I mean, honestly, I went into this kind of knowing it was going to be similar to a Red Dead Redemption, and those games kind of turned me off. Right, I never really play those games because I never really get into them. I hate the but micromanaging. It's, it's nothing but, like Red Dead Redemption, though. But it's not, though. I mean, even in those types of games, right? There's other games that are like that where you have to worry about micromanaging, you know, your inventory, your your hygiene, stuff like that. This is on a completely different level, and I'm loving this game. And I'm not a Kojima fan in any way, shape, or form. And I'm loving this game. I'm loving the message that they're trying to send what they're talking about, the design, the the scenery is amazing. The soundtrack is awesome. Um, the score is equally great. Yeah. And there's enough terror, so to speak, in the world from these BTs that make you kind of really have to really think about how you're going to... That, that's mission. the other thing. It really is kind of, There's a nice horror-like effect to it, too. When I mean, the moment your your little indicator, your little antenna goes off, pops up, and you, you just like all of a sudden, oh, you like, immediately like, oh crap, like, like oh, did chills I, up did your I neck hurt? or like, yeah, because well, really, even because you really can lose a lot of crap yeah. if the if the BTs get a hold of you, like it's it's kind of a thing. So like, it's a, actually a really good aspect of the game. Like for me, is like, I was doing a mission and I was fully loaded up and i was like half a kilogram from my limit and i'm sitting there trying to escape these bts but the problem is you can't use l2 and r2 to balance yourself and hold your breath at the same time so for me it's like well i'm fucked yeah (laughs) you know i mean granted i got away but you gotta grab your breath and hold it then again really quick so you don't get picked up so that's also okay. the problem. If you ever if you run into the BTs and you're like and you're taking like three deliveries and it's pretty heavy, um, you're kind of screwed because I mean, that also helps on how you map out what you think is the mm-hmm. safest route, because um, you can you have to hold your breath. Stamina is a huge factor in the game. 
and uh, if you if you get too close to them, you know they're going to attack you and get you know get your scent, and then okay. then that's a whole that's a whole mini boss which is crazy yeah. too. Huh. Okay. So kind kind of like what I'm getting from you guys is like it's kind of geared away from a casual player for the most part because you do need to invest a certain amount of time, but there are such detailed mechanics that it holds a casual player's attention. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. If you buy this game, you are, you are investing in putting some time and in, in investment in it, but like the game itself is going to keep your eye like on the game with its beauty, like its beauty, its mechanics, how complex the world is and like and really once again the story because like you the story starts like a movie you get the beginning and you get the why like how the world is but you like there's also the reason like why you have to go to the other side to the west of of the uh, of the u.s to keep everything connected there's still a mystery there and i want to know more and so it's like you you get the the build up, but you also understand the cause. Yeah. Yes. And Absolutely. for me, it's what your what your purpose is. Yeah. I hated the the Kojima cinematics where you have to have save points in the middle of them back with like the Melgar on the PS2 and stuff like that. This one, I just find myself just sitting there watching these cinematics, not wanting to skip them at all. Yeah. Because they right. just they're they bring you in just enough. And they give you part of the story, and they're beautiful too. I mean, they are absolutely gorgeous. So for me, this is a game I recommend. Whether it's you hold off a little bit and see what Black Friday brings you for some places or whatnot, um, but I think it's something that everybody I think should play it unless you you do not like games at all in one or shape or form. That is. Point A to point B, repetitive, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Let's just say to all of the listeners, if you are skeptical about the game and you do see it discounted on Black Friday, I would urge you at least Mm -hmm. buy it discounted and just try it because it is real. It really is a great game for you not to like if you don't want to pay full price, at least do that. Mm -hmm. It really is a great game. And for our listeners, um, I know it's been a while since I've done it. I'm going to, over the next week or so, I'm going to start doing little mini videos again like I did for some of our past games that I've played with um, like Ace Combat and stuff. So you'll be able to actually see some of it. Um, I'm also thinking about starting to do some live streaming again. Um, So we can play some Death Stranding. You guys can come hang out, watch, uh, see what you think of it. But it is it is a great game. Um, and I'm I'm in the process of rigging my desk to uh, do unboxings right now, so that ooh, is coming in the future. Yep. So we got a lot of stuff coming down the pike. So, um, real quick, outside of Death Stranding, Jerry, what have you been playing? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, Death Stranding. Other than that, Borderlands Three with you guys. Yep. On on occasion, I know I've flaked lately, which. Sorry. As soon as we're done recording here in a minute, we're jumping on Borderlands. By <laughs> Which the way, is because of <laughs> because of Death Stranding, um, but I've been really waiting for uh, Pokemon and uh, Star Wars. Fall, really, Fallen Order. Yep. I've been like I'm Jones and for Fallen Order. I cannot wait 
to pick that up tomorrow. That takes care of my games until next year. Yeah. For me. I think so. for me, too. Um, for you? Yeah. Have you played anything? Uh, I'm playing Destiny 2 right now. <laughs> <laughs> As we've been talking, I've been busting out some some bounties and such. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, played some Luigi's Mansion. I'm up to floor eight now okay so you're right behind me you've got basement two and then nine i can't wait i can't wait to buy that but yeah right now it was i I can't buy it right now okay i will be honest for our listeners because everybody knows just how this is kind of rare but i raged enough and threw my controller not once but twice at luigi's mansion (laughs) three And and on top of it, got a ton of crap from his wife. Yes. <laughs> Even there was a she... lengthy group conversation yeah, about it. That was super funny. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I'm gonna try and beat the boss again. Um, but yeah, it was it's that floor, floor nine, nine that you were stuck on. Yes. Okay. It is, uh, but from everything I've been seeing review wise and everything, it is the hardest boss in the game. I have come to realize that I do like playing Luigi's Mansion a lot more with the Pro Controller than handheld. Yep. I it think is it's also so much a better. lot easier to use. Um, so, yeah, other than that, I've been doing Luigi's Mansion. I've been doing Death Stranding um, and a little bit of uh, Borderlands when we play it. Borderlands. You know, if Jerry or Theo would actually join us for once. So I have joined you. Quite I joined a bit, you so. Sunday. Yeah, I, I joined you Sunday or Monday or whatever. Jerry's Joy, like, I, Jerry's that Jerry's that prom date that stands you up in my wife's eyes. In a way, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like especially like the last one, like he didn't even respond to the invite, and he's like, uh, "I'm on. Are you guys playing?" And he's like a half an hour early. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was on. <laughs> well, so then you should have responded. <laughs> sorry. so with that uh being said i want to thank everybody for crashing game night with us tonight uh it's been pleasure next week will be episode 50 thank you done the big five oh already in a world three podcast members it's the big five oh yeah Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so are you um, really waiting for an applause? I do. That was <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna um I think we're gonna try and get a guest on for it with us. Um I know it'll be hopefully the three of us at least. Um Jason, if you are listening to this, it better be a Valkyrie queen that kicked your ass for your reason not being on here, even though you've got the platinum trophy. I mean, I would think that would be a worse reason because that means he's playing. So he'd be available to be on this right now. And he chose help, bro. He chose the game over us. Anyways. um, But as always, guys, leave those comments. Um, You know, you can reach us on SoundCloud by leaving your comments, leaving them on the website. You can also go on to the website, crashinggamenight.com, click on the little email link, and you can send us emails as well. Emails. 
Yes. But that being said, make sure to follow us. CGN podcast on Twitter, the website, Apple News Channel. I want to say everybody tonight. Thank you. Once again, everyone be excellent to each other and stay frosty. Crocky, I would like to say goodbye, my nids. Goodbye. Another shrimp on the bobby. That was terrible. <laughs> oh my god. That was terrible. I heard I heard they don't actually say that. They but, don't. But anyways, TTFN, ta-ta for now. Hey, all right, nice sign up. I like that. Have a good night, guys. <laughs>